Hello, hello, it's The Solution with Delicious Tears. Welcome to episode one. I'd like to thank everyone that followed me from another platform that we will not mention, but I do appreciate you all for supporting me. Over the past uh, month and a half or so, um, I've taken a few breaks here and there to set this up. So you all know that I'm working on the book that's titled Delicious Tears. And um, <laughs> it's a very comical title, but it's a very serious title at the same time. And basically, the book deals with a lot of situations, fact and fiction, loosely based on fact, loosely based on fiction. I'll let you decide once you read that book when it arrives. <laughs> but first off, I'd like to thank everyone who inspired me to go ahead and do this podcast and transfer it over to another platform. Shout out to my dude, The Toe Box. Shout out to my own girl, Sandra, Kirsten, uh, quite a few other people to jump on there. Uh, Tisha, um, my homeboy, Doug, Derek, Matt, everyone that chimes in and joins in on the fun and festivities with the previous platform. So let's get into it. Topic one is really the foundation topic, and that is the lack of of self accountability. So let's rebrand that as something else. And you're probably wondering, hey, the solution, why do I feel somehow attacked? So I like to call this victim focus. Now, before I get into it, I have to remind you all of my wonderful phrase, do know the meaning of inclusionary and exclusionary language. When I say some, that means exclusionary language. When I say all, that means inclusionary language. Now, do not assume that I know every woman or male walking this planet or have walked this planet. Okay, let's not be ignorant and go down that path. So I always have to give that disclaimer. Make sure you're aware of that when I start talking about these topics or you will be triggered. You will. You'll listen for feel and emotion instead of understanding. Know the difference between hearing and listening. So let's get into it. A lot of times people put themselves in situations. You can use this uh, non-gender uh, specific. You know, we have a hard time saying that. Um, as you feel, you could type that onto a male or a female. Or you can simply say females are doing it. So let's talk about the victim mentality. So let me give you an example. Years ago, I went out to a social venue in my hometown. I was much, much, much younger, early 20s. And I went out with a few friends. I was home visiting and uh, they were dying and demanding and desiring to go to this place. I knew all about it even before I left home. I did not go to that part of my city. I did not know anyone over there, really. And I know this place had a reputation for problems. But like a young 20 something male, I went so we're in there and the whole time I'm kind of on edge. I'm like, man, it just does not feel good up in here. No matter how much the DJ was rocking, how good the women were looking, the drinks, the just the atmosphere, it wasn't enough for me to settle down. I know some people saying the solution was being scary. No, 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 no. When I get a gut feeling, I listen to it. Trust me, I've been in several situations where it's, my gut has said, get out of there and things have happened. So long story short, guy gets into an argument and uh, apparently he had left the venue and was allowed to come back in. And when he came back in, he was not alone. 
Okay, he had a couple of hammers with him and um, he decided to open fire on whoever it was. I don't think he really cared. I just think he wanted to shoot. So he began shooting inside the club and I immediately hit the floor and low crawled myself out the back door and found myself in an open parking lot into a field. And I took off running as I doubled back around from a vantage point. I'm looking around. Now, mind you, this is for the uh, proliferation of cell phones. I cannot contact my homeboys and find out where they are. I got to wait. I got to wait and look and observe. So I finally see what looks like uh, two of them. I'm like, all right, so I'll come down. Everything seemed to, you know, there's no more shooting going on. The police swarmed the place. He's like, man, where'd you go? I said, I crawled on the floor and I got out of there. <sighs> well, um, there were two people who were, who were um, shot and they they made it. They had minor injuries. And the first thing they said was, I got shot. I can't believe they were shooting up in here. So to get to the gist of it is that you can't focus on being a victim if you went to a place that puts you in danger. And I'm talking about myself as well. I knew what I was getting into potentially if I went to that venue. And I made a cautious adult decision to go with my friends and put myself in harm's way. And, and looking back at that, you know, years later, never once I said, man, we got shot at. That's crazy. I was like, why did we go? You know what that was? Personal accountability. I placed myself in danger. I placed myself in harm's way. I could have been severely injured or killed by being in that place. But I made a decision to go now unfortunately we we have uh some females out there that like to date a serpent a certain type of guy and when things go wrong they want you to feel sorry for them but i advise you to look at their dating history a lot of us have types um i, I think it's cool to use the the ray Schirmer and how they say their names. I ain't got no type. Most of us do have some kind of type. Trust me, you have some kind of type. If you like the bad boys, the thugs, the uh, you know the the the, the dudes with um, the very uh, <laughs> challenge environment nicknames, okay. The uh, the Tay Tays and, you know, guys like that, names like that. All right. Um, you, you like those guys. You know, they have an element of danger to them. It's exciting. All right. It's never a dull moment with them. It's like you could you could get into something at any moment. It's exciting. You know, a lot of, a lot of women like guys like that when they're young. And unfortunately, there are older women who like them, too. They, they love the drama because they feel like they're never bored with these guys, but then bad things happen to them either via the action of the guy that they're with um, criminal or abusive type things or financial type things or children. And when these things happen, they want you to feel sorry for them. Not once will they say, you know something I knew what he was about and I still decided to be with him. This is also another topic I'm going to talk about as well. So I, I cannot go too far in. I won't subliminally 
um, allude to that. I'll, I'll catch myself and avoid going down that path. But not once. If you if you were to throw if you were to throw a collective of women into a room and ask them. Now, mind you, these are like minded women. They, they like uh, the, the thugs, the, the criminals, the street type guys that always have something going on. And you ask them. Was the negative experiences that you were put into and placed into or subjected to, excuse me, uh, was it worth it? Was all of the excitement, the material things that you receive, was it worth it knowing that your well-being was on the line at any moment? Either via his actions, other people's actions that were affiliated with him or the actions he projected upon you, whether it was mental, emotional or physical abuse. Or now you have a child with this person. You're forever attached to them in a manner. Was it worth it? Was that your intent? Because if you were to talk to a lot of these women that date these type of guys, that attach themselves to these type of guys, this is a pattern. They look for them. The, the guy that has his stuff together, okay, a high value man, like we like to talk about in, um, you know, my element, he's got his stuff together. He's not involved in things like that. Or maybe he was and he got his stuff together and he's on the, the right path. They want nothing to do with that because we're boring. We're safe. You don't have to worry about the cops kicking on your door or uh, tailing you or anything like that because you have done something or they're being subpoenaed or they're in and out of court, anything like that. They go to work, they handle their business, they're back home. There's no issues. But you don't want that. That's boring. Let me tell you something. Boring is safe. <laughs> Trust me. Okay, you're going to learn about boring is safe on another show that I'm going to have on the podcast where I'm going to talk about a couple of uh, adventures. Boring is safe. Once you reach a certain age as a grounded man, you realize that there is nothing wrong with being home. Being out on the scene does very little for you. Being home. is safe. It's your space. You're going to walk around in your boxes all day with one sock on. Right. And your, your hair not brushed. As long as you've showered and brushed your teeth and taken care of other things. That's fine. Nobody's going to say a word to you. The moment you step out that door into public, you're, you're subject to judgment. You're subject to the wills of the people out there. But that personal accountability is it's nothing that that. that person could well let, let's talk about the type of women you know the sums of these women you, you have it let's go on the flip side of this a, a man gets with a woman and um he, he does this for all the wrong reasons it's a physical attraction and she has some assets if you will that he's interested in and he's in it for that now once he's indulged and found those assets to be enjoyable and he needs to well, he feels compelled to keep those assets around. He realized that, hmm, I've got to tolerate some abhorrent behavior to gain access to these assets. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Now, that woman knows. She knows in her heart of heart and mentally knows that why this guy is hanging around. 
And a lot of times he knows what she's about and he's hoping for the best. If she's that type of woman, he's hoping for the, maybe she'll change. Fellas, you cannot give these type of women enough strokes. All right. In any shape, form or manner to change their mind. They might comply and go along with you for a while. But once that wears off, they're going to be back to being who they are. Okay. And that's if you fit the bill. But when things go wrong, you're going to be blamed for this, gentlemen. It's going to be your fault. When she no longer wants to deal with you, you, you're, you got the nine to five. You have your own vehicle. You got your own place. You got your stuff together. You aren't being hassled by child support. You, you got too much good stuff going on with you. She's going to find a problem with you. Okay. And she's going to leave. So she's not going to leave because she's no longer interested in you. She's not going to say that. She's going to say you're boring because she needs to be the victim. You no longer incite her. She deserves to feel excited all the time. There's got to be some kind of fun and fantasy being projected upon her. Or if not, she's no longer interested in you. And guess what? People don't show you who they are right away. Between... 45 and 60 days, they're going to be who they are. They did not change. They didn't change. They're comfortable. So I always tell guys, if you tend to um, <laughs> do things that people don't agree with, especially women, do them early. See if they can handle it. Test their metal. See if their arm is made out of. And she's like, what are you doing? Hey, this is what I do. This is me. Let me know if you can't handle this because I'm not changing. This is what I do. I'm not going to put on some farce and some, some mask in hopes that uh, you'll like this representative that I'm sending. Keep it real. This is me. This is me. Sundays, I like to sit around all day and watch football. You got other plans. But this is what I do. Don't get involved. I was doing these things before you arrive and it's not harming anyone. And see, that's the thing. A, a lot of women who fit this type of uh, mold, they, they impose upon men's livelihood. This is why a lot of men have man caves when they're in relationships, because they, they need to get away from you, even though you're in the same home. Leave that man alone. He's there with you. Leave him alone. He's going to come out eventually. Let him have his space. Don't go crowding him and you feel like, oh, well, we're together. I can go anywhere in his house. All right. Yeah, but let him have his space. This is the same reason why if you're in a relationship, don't work together. You need that eight to 10 hour break from each other. That, that, that newness allow you to look forward to one another. Trust me, it works. Sitting in front of the same person every day causes nothing but problems. They monopolize your time. All right. You don't get a break. You don't get to come home and tell them about what happened at work because they were at work. They know. So that that victim mentality, you, you have to confront it right away and ask them. You do know had you had not done that, you would not be in that situation. <gasps> oh, oh, my goodness. Why did he do that? Why did he say those things? 
because you placed yourself in that situation. That's why he said those things. It's nothing wrong with being real. The problem is being real uncomfortable. That's the problem. Real is only a problem when the realness of it and the uncomfortable portion kicks in. You got to be able to know, like, you know something? Yeah, had I not gone to that club, I would not been sub- I would not have been subjected to that gunfire. But it's too easy for man, they were shooting at us. What? You get to pull on some hard strings. What? You know, cue up the, the small violin. Oh man, why are they shooting at y'all? That's messed up. You can't even go out in places. There were other places to go to. You didn't want to go there. Because they were boring. I'm telling you, I would like to say when I hit uh, about 32, and that was a very pivotal year in my life, by the way, um, I really had no desire to be anywhere, the the nightclub kind of thing on the social level. It just wasn't that my desire to do that had completely faded pretty much. I like lounges jazz spots because I was coming to age of that classy gentleman and and I'm telling you for about three to four years I really didn't even wear sneakers if you know me you're like what no 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 I was I was on this I need to show people that I am a I'm an established man okay I have a career I have responsibilities the, the sweatsuits and the, the basketball shorts and stuff like that during that time, um, I, I just didn't feel like I should be running around in public in that at all, unless I was running an errand or something. And even then, I had like little cool sweatsuits that I wore just for that. But I really felt like I needed to show people that I had arrived. And like I said, 32 was a very pivotal year for me. A lot of things changed in my life in a major way at the age of 32. And I just felt like I needed to present myself, not really look, but present myself in a, um, a certain manner. So it, it kept me away from certain elements. So I would not have that, um, that idea of this happened to me because I was in these venues. I was, I was in these environs. I looked out of place because of the way I dressed. People wouldn't even offer me to go to some roguish spot unless they just didn't know me that well. Uh, I'm telling you, you could find me on a Friday or Saturday night just chilling in some jazz spot, some lounge. No rap music being played. Just neo soul, old school 90 R&B jamming and not a sneaker or ball cap in sight. It was tailored jeans, button up. And some casual shoes. That was my thing. That's all I really had in my closet back then. I, I just, I, I couldn't do the athletic wear thing anymore at that point in my life. I did come back to it, but it was really I, I had to. Hey, man, you know I'm, I'm in my thirties now. Um, I have nothing to prove. People need to understand who I am, and it kept me out of a lot of situations. Um, a certain type of woman avoided me. Because uh, they, you know, people know like, okay, he might be out of my league. Not that I'm this amazing looking guy by any stretch, but it's like, mm, okay, he's not the roughneck looking guy. He's not my type, so I avoid him. 
he's clean cut. So the, the more professional looking women, the more classier women would uh, basically be a bit more interested and because of my demeanor and how I carried myself. All right, I'm still the same guy, but I'm fine with who I am now. I, I don't have to project it upon anyone anymore because there's no reason for me to uh, feel like the victim is something happening because I'm fully aware of the situations I put myself into. Now, mind you, the hardest thing for those type of women to, to grasp is the guilt part that they're in the situation that they are. So let's talk about something uncomfortable. So we, we, we read and we hear a lot of these type of women uh, speak negatively upon, upon their um, children's father. There's, there's some terms you're not going to hear me sling around and hear haphazardly. I may use it in a joking term, but I despise it. And that is baby mother, baby father. Let me translate for some of you. Baby mother, baby father. I don't like those terms. Legally, the terms are custodial parent, non-custodial parent, and it's gender interchangeable because there are men who have custody of their children. Moving right along. Yeah. You hear these women speak negatively upon their child's father or their children's fathers, depending on the situation they place themselves in. And I like to ask, so you're getting pregnant by ain't bleep men. You're allowing yourself to be inseminated by dudes who are worthless. Now, mind you, not often does a, a one-time deal occur where you're suddenly a, a parent, all right? Um, some people are just that reckless, but a lot of times these, these were relationships or uh, a situationship or a, a thing that was going on. Well, you spent some time with this person. You got to know them fairly well and you got comfortable enough where you were no longer responsible. And now you have a child. The signs were there. You just ignored them because they probably made you feel really good during that moment. You put blinders on. You turned a blind eye to their behavior. And trust me, I, I'm telling you, you don't know people until you engage in three things with them. That is taking up residence with them, making money with them, or having a child with them. Once you engage in one of those three, all three, you really don't know a person. Trust me. If that person has the ability to affect your livelihood in some capacity, how you rest that night, how you support yourself financially, access and the care, access to and the care of your child. You don't know that person because those things allow people to kind of control your life a little bit. And that's that's where um, it all comes back in together, the victim mentality. So so back to this non-custodial custodial parent thing. Uh, fellas, have your stuff in order, okay? Because when you got your legal documents in order, you don't have to tolerate 
a lot of things that uh, some of the of uh, the custodial parent, if it's a woman, will do. They can't hold it over your head. I just put you on child support. I'll take you downtown as those sayings go. They can't say that. So when they act up, you can tell them kick rocks barefoot. But they don't like that. They, they need to portray you as the bad guy. And when you got your stuff in order, they can't do it. They can't do it because they're going to find a way to try to dictate your life and control it in some capacity. And when they can't, it is frustrating and they begin to act out. So back to the women. You knew you were dealing with a guy with suspect character. You saw it. You just decided to turn the blind eye. You did. Now, make no mistake that uh, a, a lot of men, a lot of young men, even men who never had a child before, th that initial shock that you're having a child and you're not with this person in this committed relationship is, is your world flips over. And it may take time for that man to uh, really grasp the, the seriousness of what he's now um, embarking upon and that's fatherhood and fatherhood is not a check and weekend visits It's fully engaged parenting. So I, I would like to say at some point, hopefully soon that the two parents get it together for the sake of the child, be civil co-parent. The child needs to see that mom and dad gets along, but they're not together. It can work. It can be done. If you want it done, if it does, if it's not being done, it's because you want to control someone's life and be the victim at all costs. And that's what happens a lot of times. Now, when you got your stuff together and they can't uh, tell you what to do, demand what you do because they, they have something hanging over your head, it's frustrating. So they need to paint themselves as a victim. Well, I got little Mookie all day long and you only got him on the weekend and he ain't really helping me enough. You know, he should have thought about this, this and that. So, so remember it takes two to have a child and who gets to dictate that the child's coming or not is another topic in itself. But I'm telling you the, the victim mentality is tough. Okay. It's tough when you make people stare at it. Trust me, when you make people stare at it and say, you know something, once again, you would not be in that situation had you not done those things. Back up. Let's back up before that negative incident occurred. Back up. So the moment before it all goes down, you had a choice. There's a moment where you go, I could do X or I could do Y. And you chose whatever it was. Seriously. And like I said, if have a conversation with um, the woman of interest that you're with and um, you get to see that they like a certain type of guy until something happens. It may take them five, ten or one major failure to go, you know, something. I can't date guys like that. And you know what it is? It's not the guys. It's you looking for that type of guy. But that's too uncomfortable. You were looking for that type of guy. So when you tell her 
you have a type. Not now, let's look at this. So I'm, I'm going to allude to another topic as well. So you, you see people in, you know, social media, they put out uh, women. I'm talking about women now. Um, you got to be six feet or taller to ride this ride or whatever, to get on this ride at this amusement park. And let's just say you look at this woman, you get a, a good look at her pictures and she's about uh, five, two with heels on. And um, she's about 260 pounds. Okay. I'm not fat shaming. All right, I'm making a point here. First, you see, you want to be a victim right now. I can hear it. I can smell it. I, I feel the energy. But, mm, that's messed up. This is hypothetical. All right. Actually, it's based on some true facts. You probably go out and see this yourself and you do a little searching on social media. So, um, five foot two, um, BBW, uh, thick, um, curvy. I, I don't like to call women thick because I'm confused. I don't really know what that looks like anymore. What I thought was thick isn't thick anymore. That could be an episode. Um, I, I don't know. All right. But you're fluffy or whatever you go to call yourself, whatever the label is that makes you feel good about your current weight. So you're, you're saying these men who can get a shot at you have to be six foot or taller. Maybe you give a waiver down to five ten. Okay. You're in the drought, so you realize you got to lower your standards a little bit. So <laughs> you got to drop down to 5'10". Yeah, we'll let you slide in this time. I usually don't do under six feet, but times are hard. Let's go with 5'10 this week and see how it goes. So the guy looks at her and is like, hmm, okay. She says she was thick, curvy. Actually, she's unhealthy. The... But you better not question that. That's the the catch to that. <laughs> you better not question that. So if you were to, if she wasn't happy with your height, okay? Let's say that the guy's 5'5", five five and she's 5'2", with heels on. And uh, they meet, he fails to mention how tall he is, but she's liking his pictures, whatever it is. He's like, oh, okay, I'll, um, I'm not going to do 5'10". I'm going to do 5'5 today. And uh, everything about him seems cool, but he's not tall enough. And he's seen her pictures, and she's doing the uh, misleading angles and a lot of selfies with the camera close to her face. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. All right? A lot of filters and everything. It's like, hmm, a little bigger than I thought. So the night goes along and um, she's really not, um, they, a few days go by, she's really not communicating with them. And he's wondering why. Well, on her side, he's shorter than she'd like. But then she realized, you know, this guy was actually pretty cool. The date went really well. He's nice looking, he, he's fit. Um, you know, he seems to have himself together according to what he told me. Give him a shot. So the phone call happens. They don't text, by the way. They actually talk to each other. And she's asking about the lack of communication because, of course, the gentleman is supposed to do the follow-up call and chase her around and all that stuff. That's another topic in itself. And get to the, the meat of the story. 
She goes, well, you know, I really don't date short guys. And he comes back. He's a bit of a smart butt. Well, I really don't date uh, bigger women. She gets offended. Well, um, I was giving you a chance, even though you're short. And he's, I was giving you a chance, even though you're a bigger woman. Now, who can fix what? This shorter man can do nothing about his height. He is okay with the fact that he has to rely upon other things about himself uh, that's going to make him stand apart from other men if he's given the shot, okay? But she can do a whole lot about her weight. But because he mentioned that, and it's obvious she's overweight, he's mean, he was rude, he was fat shaming. You know, so she goes, um, don't get on the field if you don't have the proper equipment. So she wants to attack his manhood and stuff like that. And these are things I've seen. Okay. Because she wasn't allowed to be the victim because he called out because she attacked him about his height, meaning that she gave him some pity. Right. She she was stepping down from her dating pool. She wasn't allowed to be the victim. He projected the same energy back upon her. And she couldn't handle it. It's mind boggling. But that's the world we live in. You cannot be the victim all the time. You decided that you were going to date taller men. None of these taller men were attracted to you because of your body type. A shorter man gave you a shot. And because he was not of your liking and you you basically gave him a waiver and made an exception, you feel like, oh, well, you should be lucky you're even here. I didn't have to talk to you. And he goes, you should be lucky I'm talking to you because I don't deal with unhealthy women. Oh, oh, that's rude. How could you? How could you? That's so rude. <laughs> hey fellas hold them accountable whether they like it or not it, it's not anything about a a shock and a a, a takeaway from you being a gentleman it's nothing it's nothing to do with that you if you master the art of tack you could tell somebody something you don't like you can voice your displeasure without being disrespectful but the problem is when you're dealing with this type of woman She's going to feel like she's being attacked regardless because it's not what she wants to hear. There's nothing affirming about what you said. It's just the obvious. And you're not allowed to speak on the obvious. Hence, delicious tears. She gets to cry and people feel sorry for her automatically. Scrumptious, succulent, delicious tears. Now, do drop down in the comment section, as I like to say, and hit me up if you don't agree with this. And you know what I like? I like when women uh, jump off the, you know, jump on the fence and be objective and go, you know something? You got a point. You got a point. It made me uncomfortable that you got a point. And I, what I like to do is um, I, I love Twitter. I, I get a lot of my great memes from Twitter. 
and you'll see a meme posted and uh it, it's it's having a comedic take on women and you'll get a lot of women to say but men but men do it too you know but what about these men i'm like who hurt you a lot of guys don't do that they laugh it off or they just ignore it everything can't be determined by a feeling back to the lack of accountability just because you had a feeling doesn't mean it was right and you should do something act upon it you look at the numbers look at the trends the propensity of things happening instead of going well i felt you were going to do that so i did it anyway and it didn't work out for you so now you need the coalition of the the sorry you know you need to sell tickets to your pity party you know you need a doorman to check tickets for them to get into your party so everybody can pet you up and buy you a drink or something now make no mistake i am not bashing women i'm bashing the guilty okay and what's the saying a kick dog will holler <laughs> which sounds crazy <laughs> so a kick dog would bark but a kick dog will holler i guess it was in pain the dog would squeal out and in pain but anyway don't want to go off that beaten path but this one's going to be short everyone it's pretty much cut and dry but the gist of it is that the moment you remove the ability of a certain type of woman from being the victim it is frustrating it is frustrating and shout out to the men that are holding the women accountable for abhorrent behavior if they're engaging in it and demanding personal accountability from them and saying, you know, if you had not done that, you would not be in this situation right now. Shout out to you guys. You're the real MVP in the words of Kevin Durant. But I'm the solution. Hopefully you enjoy episode one, the pilot episode one of Delicious Tears entitled The Lack of Personal Accountability. And I'm out of here. Tell a friend to tell a friend to check it out. Download the app. on. It's on your uh, Apple stores, your, your Google Play stores. It's free. Y'all love free. Okay. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Share it. Somebody, I, I got this dude that talks this insanity, but he's, he's compelling. All right. I don't agree with him. He doesn't make a, a hockey tube piece of sense. <laughs> But he's interesting, and I'm cool with being interesting. I'm out of here. And like I always say, just be a better human, and it takes care of everything.